this is quite a weird, strange, uh, unknowing time. And I am grateful that there are other people who have pre-set the table for us to come and enjoy the special gift that this is in and of itself. The time to gather with family and be with the ones that we're quarantined with and community and closeness and to really get to know one another on another level. Spending time together in abundance like this can be a bit wild, a bit overwhelming, but Kate has created something that's been a family tradition for her that I truly believe is a foundational experience for us as families to really take part in right now for such a time as this. I hope you guys will enjoy, get to know her why, and also implement it and become a part of your own. This is your God wink, the moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me, Kate? Yes, I can. Okay, great. I was making sure our sound was going. You never know with all the technical things happening. Um, So I'm so pumped to be here for another recording of the Fit and Faith Podcast. You guys know I love to be live. This is one of my uh, favorite pastimes, honestly, it's becoming a hobby since I started it last year. And bringing on new people this year has mean that means that I'm not in the studio with my big heavy mics that we have, but we're just here with the good old stuff and it works really well. But I get the opportunity to bring people from around the country and um, hopefully eventually around the world to share with you. And this is um, someone I'm excited to share. And we were just talking about how wild um, God has layered conversations and plans into this season of isolation into the season of quarantine and um, how perfect it is in and above all of the overwhelm that have been happening this specific uh, conversation and why Kate and I have been brought together is going to really touch and bless your lives I hope and I know so Kate thank you so much for being here she um, is a woman of faith and her family is um, I didn't even realize she's a grandma she was like sending me pictures. I'm like, there's no way you're a grandma. Well, I come to find out she's got older children, some who are on missionary trips just recently. And so we're going to just dive right into conversation so you guys can learn as I've been learning alongside her, um, who she is, what she does and why we're connected. And we'll continue to share that. So tune in. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited. 
it's going to be fun. So tell us a bit about who you are, <laughs> where you're at in the world right now in your quarantine and, um, and a little bit about how you got started in the journey. Yeah. So my name is Katie. Um, I have, you know, it's funny. I always start with, I have like my family cause they are really who I am. Um, I have the most adorably amazing husband, Vern, and then we have four kids. We have um, our daughter, Avi, and her husband, who live about two hours away. And then we have a daughter and her husband. And, and there are two kids that live right next door, which is so much fun wow. to have my grandkids next door. And then we have our son and his wife in Wyoming. And then we have a son that just came home yesterday from a mission trip. Um, and we just, you know, we're in Utah. So we are kind of right now we're in self-isolation a couple of our counties are having um stay-at-home orders but ours hasn't yet but we're definitely self-isolating just to to kind of flatten that curve um but yeah it's been a you know this week has been an incredibly interesting journey like so many amazing things that i'm finding and there's so many silver linings and so many highs as I look around that we're experiencing, even though it's just so difficult right now. Yeah. And it's so necessary like to, to be able to relish in those and to not feel like guilty about the fact that we are finding highs and joys, even in, um, a national and worldly, you know, pandemic. Um, of course there's a lot of hurt. Of course there's a lot of sorrow as we're losing, you know, lives. Uh, but there's also yeah. a lot of silver lining. And I love that you, you brought it in that way as the, because, Silver lining doesn't mean that it always exists with um, abundance and you have to really sometimes look for it. But I believe even with conversations like this, that God already had this planned, y'all. This has already been on our calendar. The topic of conversations already been planned out. God has already presented this passion for, to Kate and her family and now something um, that is being brought in and about through the, the nation. I'm excited to hear like how, from a business perspective, that has, has begun. We've got people jumping on. My own mama is here. Hello. Um, so it's going to be fun conversation for people to just kind of take a break and, and join us on this journey as she shares what it is that's been laid on her heart into her calling. Yes. So Kate, go ahead and tell us like what it is. Why are you here? What's going on? (laughs) What are you going to share with our community? Do you want me to just kind of hop into, so we have a product that um, has kind of was designed and made because some of the the things that we wanted to share with our children. So we have something called the highs and lows. And as I noticed when my children were younger, and even as an adult, in fact, I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about being resilient in these times. And a couple of those tools that she had given us was to be able to talk about our feelings, be able to share those with friends. And I noticed when my children were younger, they had a little bit of a harder time just being able to share what their high and their low was what we called it every night at the dinner table. And especially as adults, don't you feel like I, I have a daughter that's having a baby in a few weeks. And um, it's kind of a funny time to have a baby, right? Yes, it is. It is. And so much joy. Though. I was so excited. I know I was going to be in the room and I was just feeling all the grandma feels. And now I'm not able to be in the room and her husband may not be able to either because of restrictions. And I was like oh. having these personal lows, right? And just worried that I won't see her and the baby for months because of isolation. I don't want to get them sick. And I... I actually felt kind of guilty for a moment when I was sharing those feelings with a friend of mine. I felt like I couldn't share my low. I felt like by doing that, it might kind of drag her down. And even as adults, we get caught in that, right? And I think there's so much power and so much strength of sharing our low and our high moments with our families and our friends. And that's how we started this journal was being able to open those conversations because I think our kids, especially as they become teenagers, how was your day? Fine. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And so our goal was to just open conversations. And that's what we started when our kids were younger. And it's just a way of being able to share how you're feeling and being able to really have those conversations with your kids yeah. so you know what they're thinking and how they're feeling in their life, especially in times like this. 
Definitely. And I think this was actually a practice that I have been also practicing since I was, I, I think it was middle school, but more so high school where I can really tangibly remember it. And um, it wasn't necessarily at my dinner table. It was a part of my young life experience. And so it was a way to kind of um, allow people to become vulnerable in their expression of faith by uh, coming together with, you know, your own Again, like when you're a teenager, talking about emotions is like totally not what you do normally. Um, everything is, you know, good to go and hunky dory. And, you know, even when you're mad at your parents, like that's an okay emotion, right? And right. so to talk about your highs and lows of your day, it was a little bit uh, less transparent. It was a little bit less uh, invasive, it felt like, because you could share something comical or something fun and exciting or thrilling, and then you could share something that just made you maybe upset or angry or sad where you weren't really going to the root of the emotion necessarily. But as a mom, I now want to get to the root of the emotion because I understand from a therapy perspective, because I hadn't had therapy when I was in high school, from a therapy perspective, like the importance of actually going deeper when you have the high and low conversation. And sure, there are days at the dinner table, we don't go there where it's just like, oh, wow. And then, oh, I'm sorry, that's how you felt today. And giving them a, a fresh perspective or from an outsider looking in, it's a lot easier for us because we're not holding the weight of that low or even experiencing the fun or joy of that high. Um, right. But it's been really amazing for us to help our children navigate our emotions. And so this has become a practice that we've been putting into our home. And so when I saw this and we interact, I'm like, this is amazing. This is so much fun. So I'm going to show you guys, and it's going to have a little bit of a glare because there's this really awesome non-stick baby fingers. <laughs> Can't get it all dirty because it's this beautiful soft material. But this is like how beautiful the high-low book is. And it basically just goes through. And as we ask each other around the dinner table, now we have this opportunity to write it down. And I think it's so beautiful to see, you know, what our little ones are saying to each other and to go back as a journal, you know, years from now around the dinner table that we we had these highs and these lows and an opportunity to have closer community and conversation with people that matter most. So the times that we've done it have actually been when like grandparents are around yeah. or aunts and uncles are around and we're like, hey, let's talk about our highs and lows and to like bring them into what we experience on a regular basis. Um, but tell me about why you guys decided beyond just the high and low piece to add the questions, because those are so fun. Yeah. So, you know, we when we started, I had a little three ring notebook and we would write down the questions um, like just their high and low of the day. But then we had a little piece of paper in a jar and we pick out a question. And I found that at the dinner table, especially because that was the one time my sister does it at bedtime. Yep. You know, you can do it whenever you want. We want it to be no stress. So if you miss a day. No mom guilt, right? Yep. It's just this totally. is here to so improve your family's life. <laughs> and so the question of the day, we have silly questions. We have um, meaningful questions, thought-provoking questions. And it was a way to get our kids just talking and to use their creativity. So some of the questions, um, you know, are things like, um, if your friend is sad, what do you do to cheer them up? And it's so fun to listen. I was talking to my grandson the other day, and he's like, I would give them bubble gum, you know, and it's so fun to look at the age that they're at. Um, or if you could design an amusement ride, what would it be? Or if you could write a book, what character would you be? And it's just a way to get their creativity going and sharing. And you learn so much about them yeah, while they're doing that. My favorite part. It is. And, you know, my kids loved it, and, and we still do it to this day. Yeah. I've learned so much about my son-in-laws and my daughter-in-law by doing this. But my, this, as siblings, they really learn so much about each other. And it was really important for us just to have as much communication and as much just, I think, sibling building. Um, I find that as my kids, as they get older, they naturally kind of grow a little bit more apart, right? Because they have their friends at school or they have these experiences and we really wanted to tie them together. And these questions, there were literally nights where we would be there for two or three hours and someone would say, oh, I would make a... I don't know, here's an example, a roller coaster to do this. Well, then I'm going to design this to help you with this. And it just, it was just kind of a family building experience. Yeah. We love the questions of the day. They're so fun. And it's so neat because the family building is around conversation. 
It's around eye contact. It's around gathering. And while like family games or, you know, things like that can also be fun. Um, one thing that we love to do as a family, uh, is puzzles and Mm -hmm. you're, you're not making eye contact during that. And while we could even have conversations about highs and lows, again, that like that, Connection is so necessary because we are so disconnected. And during this time of quarantine, it feels even more so. So I love seeing people jump on and say, that's so cool. That's so fun. I love this idea because it's giving us like reality to the fact that people are yearning for this and don't really know how to tangibly make it happen. And so instead of like, even when I, my mom brings all of us kids around a dinner table at this point, you know, there's the grandbabies are running everywhere. And like, we're just trying desperately to have like one heartfelt conversation and it's almost (laughs) impossible. Like it really is. And so like, by the time you leave, we're all like, like, oh, what? I think there's 11 grandbabies. She has three kids and all of our spouses. And so there's, and dogs everywhere. It's just right. it's loud and it's intense. And so if we could all come together, I think other than maybe the littles, we would all be able to conversate around this from like three years old on up. And everyone would really feel connected because it's giving people an opportunity to take the floor and share. And as a family of loud people who are all public speakers for the most part, except for maybe some of the spouses that have married in, (laughs) you know, it's hard to get a word in in, in with all the babies. So when you ask and prompt a question that everyone wants to know the answer to, everyone's listening, everyone's engaged, and it really does give you this opportunity of just building each other up and, and hearing each other's heart without that that guilt or without that prejudice or without that um, you know anger or, or sibling rivalry because at that point it just is what it is and that's how that person feels and it, you're giving them space to feel. And I, I, lo- I think that's so important. Yeah, we, I was at a conference with my daughter and we were talking about just ways to communicate with your family. And someone asked her, what was your greatest benefit about doing the highs and lows as a child? And she said, my parents were so tricky. And I, and I was like, oh, wow, we didn't even know we were being tricky. She said, but we started doing this when we were so little that as I became a teenager, one, my parents would ask the high and the low and I would tell, she's like, just spill the beans. I would just tell them everything because I was so used to that. And they were so tricky because with the question of the day, I was so used to not being, I think as they become teenagers, you get a little more inhibited, right? And you don't Mm -hmm. want to share and you're not as willing to share creativity and all these things. And she said, you guys kind of tricked me because I was so used to it and I was so used to listening. It taught me the skill to want to sit and listen to my siblings. So I love that as they're younger, if we can kind of create these habits and these conversations and these skills as they become adults it's so much easier and so when we are at the table even our little three-year-old grandson you know we will start these questions and the whole it's just silent everybody is like this like they're just they're waiting it's like oh what are they gonna say and I it's it's fun it's like you're at a movie like everyone's like looking at that person what are they gonna say what are they thinking and I love that skill. I love watching my children be so engaged with their siblings and really having the desire to want to listen and learn. And it's such a great takeaway for me as a mom afterwards. I think oh, this is just, this is wonderful. So so two things. One, someone in the chat box was saying that um, she thinks this is awesome because it prepares them for working with a team later in life in the workplace. Obviously, listening skills is a very important thing, just as much as the public speaking component. So you're really getting both during this experience, which is really neat. And then the second thing, and this is out of my own curiosity, is at what point did you decide to go from like a little three ring, you know, notebook to actually sharing this with other people? Like, did other people say this is a really cool idea or... You know, we just, so we actually just started um, doing this in November Um, when my, when my grandson, so my son, my youngest, the one that just got home yesterday, honestly would literally refuse. It was sometimes you're like, we're going to hurry, but he would refuse to eat dinner until we did the highs and lows. And Uh. we were at the table and my grandson was just, just the cutest three and a half year old talking, talking. And I thought, This has been the greatest thing. I want my children to have this opportunity. So we actually created the highs and lows journal just so I could give it to my grandkids. I wanted to share it with 
with the world because it's been so great. But I thought as long as my own children can continue this tradition and that's how we did it. We just thought, okay, now that our babies are having babies, they need this. But, you know, the thing, I, I think the biggest takeaway for me watching my kids grow up with this, and this is why I really wanted my grandchildren to have this experience, was as we were doing our highs and lows, you know, there were days where the low was, I dropped, my hot dog fell out of my bun or the dog slept on my pillow. Mm -hmm. And there were days where there were real lows and my husband and I could go, okay, we're going to check in with this child later. But there were days where it was like, Kelby wouldn't play with me. And my siblings, their siblings would watch each other and go, oh, I helped my brother have a low. But what we found the highest point for me was the gratitude. Mm -hmm. They would often say, what is your low? And they would name one. And oh, wait, no, 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 wait, this. And so we noticed that our kids would watch through the day. So when it came time for dinner, they had 50 lows and they, oh, but this is so good. Oh, but this happened. And then same with the lows. I'm sorry, they had 50 highs. When they had lows, they often couldn't think of one and they would say, oh, but then they would say, gosh, but I I don't know. I'm so lucky I have this. Or my friend's going through this situation. I feel so blessed that my family has this. And so really what we found was just finding gratitude. I wanted my grandkids to have that opportunity to every day look around them and find those tender mercies and find those silver linings and have that gratitude. And that, I think, out of the highs and lows was one of the biggest things for my kids was we are so blessed. And even when we we had some hard things as families happen, right? And we all have challenges and we all have, you know, I, I want to support the lows and we want to celebrate the highs. Mm-hmm. But during that, we want our children to feel so grateful for what they have mm-hmm. and to find those blessings. And so to me, that was the one thing I told my husband, I want my grandkids to have that experience. And so we wanted to create that. And that's kind of the silver lining with it. I love that. It's so good. It's actually reminding me, and I didn't really realize until you were saying it, is uh, my kid's school does like a mindfulness practice in the morning, and it's called morning meeting, and there's a 15-minute like check-in in the morning when they get there. And um, mm-hmm. instead of it being highs and lows, they do joys and concerns. And so it's not the reflection of the day, it's the preparation for the day. And so this can be a really cool, like I'm thinking business, my entrepreneurial brain is going like the next print should have like the morning and like half the book could be morning and then you could flip it the other way and the other half could be reflection. That's a good idea. some mornings like I'm good and I'm like, I got this mom thing on a roll. We have breakfast. We're good to go. It's a great conversation on the way to school. Um, mm-hmm. But then on the way back, you could have the, you know, the reflection later in the day of what your day was like. But I love like any time you have an opportunity to check in with yourself. And this is the whole like process of, of mindfulness. It's also the whole process of spirituality. Like God knows our heart. And so yeah. often we don't explore our own emotions or our own heart sets because we're on a supersonic pace or we are ignoring something that we know is there and it just feels like a vacant hole because of the fact that we are ignoring it and mm-hmm. eventually it comes to the surface and so if this is something that we can practice daily and and I want to speak to the people who aren't moms yet like if you are just getting to know your spouse like you could be dating imagine if we brought this into the experience of the dating world if you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to court your your significant other and ask them their highs and lows or joys and concerns of the day and ask them these creative out of the box questions like how much more would you know and understand the person that you are eventually going to marry this could be done with your best friends i mean how much deeper you would go and even like michelle said like imagine doing it in a workplace and starting your meeting like that and just saying, Hey, we, we've been doing that a lot this week as a mindfulness practice. And at the school that I work at is like, let's just take five minutes of silence, which is impossible. Cause I'm in my house with my kiddos <laughs> running around. So everyone else is like, mm, and I'm like, don't do, do that. <laughs> but in a normal world we do, we ta- practice like a five, couple minutes of, of silence. And then we check in with people's joys and concerns. And it's just, it makes you realize the humanity of someone. And I think so often 
and like you said, from the sibling perspective, like they're just your brother and sister. Like that's the only hat they wear. They're annoying me or they're great today. Right. Versus the fact that like they have a creative brain, like something that they, they can explore how they build this roller coaster and, and they can explore how they would fix this problem, this pandemic. And our art teacher often, um, when I'm giving tours, he'll talk about how, um, you know, we're the, we're cultivating the brains of the future. We're cultivating the solutions of the future by giving our kiddos an opportunity to creatively express. And every person is born an artist. Every person is born a creator. And so allowing them from a thought pattern process, such as this high and low practice to go there, to say like, what would you do if, and so we're in this really wild situation right now where my kids are just like happy-go-lucky, mom's the new teacher, school's out, recess 24-7. <laughs> um, imagine if we started probing them with real conversation about this is what's happening. What solution would you think of to create more masks for people because we're out of masks? How can we do that? I saw someone um, the other day in our local community who she used vacuum bags and started cutting the vacuum bags and making her own mask for people locally. Wow. And I thought, that's brilliant. And, and brilliant. she is giving herself the opportunity to think and create and be an artist. And so it's just such a beautiful practice. And I think of now more than ever, like, what are you going to do for the next 30 days? Like, let's get real with each other and let's like practice your highs and lows and practice these questions. So I'm going to pull a random question for you, Kate, Great. just to make it fun. Let's see. Oh, this would be great for our kiddos. Ready? If you could walk into a toy store and have anything from the store, what would it be? Do you know, we, we had a fun time with this question when our kids were younger and it was such a fun experience because we were in Mexico. So we traveled full time when our kids were younger and we went to Mexico to help rebuild an orphanage. And every single one of my kids, you know, I expected them to say, oh, I want this and this. I would pick out something for these kids or I would do this. And those answers sometimes as parents catch us off guard. But I think they're good because you're like, we're on the right track. Right. We're, we're headed the right direction. Yes, the affirmation. We need affirmation as moms right now. We do. And a simple question, you know, we, we are right now. We, it's so fun that you mentioned dating and courting in your spouse. We do have a high and low journal that we're making for husband and wife because my husband and I do this still. Okay. And then we have one just for individuals. And um, I think when we ask these kind of questions to each other or even a high and low that question of who would you buy a toy for didn't it wasn't just about buying a toy or what toy would you want it opened up the conversation for my kids of wow look what i have look what someone else doesn't have what could i could give to someone that they could use to help a friend or play with a friend and i think when we ask these questions especially right now when we're talking to our kids they have these feelings but they may not know why so your low might be this or your high might be this but you really don't know why. And so having the chance to really say, how do you feel about being inside right now? You know, do you understand why we're not in school? They may have some celebrations or some lows, but by asking that you're able to go deeper. And I myself sometimes are having emotions and I may not know why. So when yeah, we look at our true. kids, it's such a way, it's such a great way to go, this is how you're feeling. Let's figure out why. And let's figure out how we can make you feel better or let's yeah. figure out why you feel so great. So I do That's love really just a good. simple question opens up just this, these doors that yeah. as parents, you are so grateful to have those conversations. I think it's so cool. One that you traveled, one that you're in Mexico building an orphanage. Like all of that is amazing. I have lots of roots in Mexico myself. Awesome. So um, I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and my immediate <clears throat> response to this situation that was happening um, was like fight or flight. I'm like, a, I'm like literal flight. Like, where are we going? <laughs> where, what plane are we getting on? And where are we going to get out of this situation? <laughs> and I can't, I can't go to, I would literally go to Mexico. My in-laws are there also quarantined. So it wouldn't oh. be that great because we wouldn't be adventuring like we're used to. Um, but I think that it's, it's so necessary because of that natural response of myself. Like, okay, Tamara, you can't go anywhere. 
So let's be present in the emotion. Let's be present in the situation. And my son, his low just the other day was um, that he doesn't have any friends right now. And I'm like, sorry, buddy. So how can I, as a mom, like, and my husband and I, like, have a conversation about what can we do to make him feel connected? Because, you know, I get to have experiences like this. It's a part of my work. My husband is still in the construction industry, so he gets to conversate with people all day long. Um, Mm -hmm. He can't wait to get home at night, and I can't wait to leave. (laughs) And (laughs) And then my son is just like here, like living his best life. But at the same time, he, I didn't know he was like lonely because he has a sister. So when he said that, I'm like, what could we do? So we've, you know, created FaceTime play dates with his friends and he got to like show all his Pokemon cards off yesterday to his other buddy and like talk to his coach from jujitsu. And so we have an opportunity to like nurture and and soothe and teach. And even as a, a parent in that perspective, I'm growing right alongside them like these are they're giving us opportunities for growth as a parent as a mom yes. to be a better version <laughs> of ourselves as we are nurturing and guiding them into being the best version of themselves so what a beautiful practice i'm thinking also like from uh i always go to like the business perspective which is just right, right? but you were talking <laughs> it's fine but you were talking about like as you nurture these experiences and these emotions that they're having and like their thought patterns and and where it is that they're, they're living. Because I feel like after a while, you're going to see a tendency of trend in their low or a tendency of trend in their high. Like, are they adrenaline seekers? Is their high always around the fact that they got to go jump out of an airplane or is their low always around the fact that they're lonely? And so for us to really check in, I think that there would be a whole nother component of trend setting in your high and low journals that mm-hmm. as a therapist, I'm pointing myself, I'm not a therapist, as a, not a therapist, as a therapist, you could, you could really learn the ins and outs of, of this human and what it is that they're doing. But then more importantly, and from a kingdom perspective, you can find what it is that they're good at what it is that turns them on, that triggers them, that makes them excited, that really at the end of the day becomes their life pursuit if we nurture that. And Mm -hmm. so allowing, you know, knowing this about them, knowing that the high is always the adrenaline, that they then choose at an 18-year-old, I'm going to be a financial advisor or I'm going to be not an accountant, not a financial advisor, because I think financial advisors have lots of highs and lows, especially right now. But like an accountant... Even in that perspective, I don't know that you're going to be happy if at the end of every day you spent eight hours in an office or at a computer. Where's the adrenaline? Where's the excitement? So there's so much more to this practice than just bring your family together and, and learn each other more. That's awesome. But there's, I mean, literally, I would love to know the trends that you saw, like from your kids' perspectives, where they are now to where they were. Yeah, so we took the high and lows. And then what we did is we made, so since we ended up homeschooling our kids since we traveled. And so Monday night was kind of like your show night, your your show and tell night. And wherever we were, we'd be at a campfire in the RV. And um, that is where we would listen to what they were saying and we'd say, oh, okay. So trying to give an example. Um, when we were in Florida, we did SeaWorld several times and my daughter was so passionate. Like just, she wanted to be a marine biologist. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Like she walked in and it was like all the feels. She just was this light bulb. And so we would take Monday nights as kind of their show night, show and tell or create night. And we would say, okay, we noticed that you're really excited about XYZ. Or we noticed that, you know, you are really struggling because my, one example would be my three older kids had a dog in the RV. So we had three dogs and my youngest wanted a dog. And we were like, there is no way we're going to get a dog. We were able to take that constant sadness for like three months. I don't have a dog as his low. And it was like, we want you to find the perfect RV pet for you. We want you to do all this research. So for months, my son did research and he ended up building this aquarium with these lizards and these fish. So it was half dry, half wet. And that sounds like such a little thing, but we were able to take this low and make it a passion and make him feel good about himself. Or if they're excited about something... If you're driven, 
then I now know you're excited and you're driven. I'm going to do everything as a parent to help kind of push you, navigate you to that direction to help you find that passion. It's so good. It is so good. So that was really fun. That was kind of our, okay, Monday night is the, we've reflected, yeah. we've we've grown now what are we gonna do with it so that was so cool it makes me so excited I mean even as I've been doing it I haven't even spent the time to reflect on the benefits and the value add as we're talking I'm like oh my gosh I can't wait to have conversations with my husband about this and analyze my children in a new way (laughs) (laughs) but just an opportunity and it's so fun now because our kids, like, we literally have these, you know, these old nasty notebooks with, like, chocolate sauce yes. and spaghetti. And that's why we have a plastic cover you, you can put on because we get <laughs> dinner. You. It's fun. And we sit and we read and they laugh and they remember. And I think, too, this is something I'm really passionate about. I think it's really important that we have memories and traditions and this solid foundation of who you were when you were a child. Who was I with my sibling? Because you might have been best friends from six to eight, and then when you were 13 and 14, you're like, ah! But to have this solid base that you can go back on. So we flip through the books, and our kids can say, oh my goodness, we were in Virginia when that happened, and I was feeling this way or that way. Or they would make fun of some of the answers that they had because they were, I mean, some of the lows were just ridiculously silly. Some of the highs, you know, we had the opportunity to just travel, you know, to go where we wanted. And there was a few, we have two whole journals. We went to, um, oh, Macon County. It was Macon County, Tennessee, about I think it was about 12 years ago, they had a big tornado, and I know they just had one, and we spent several months there just helping families clean up, and we actually pulled out that journal the other day, just whipped it out, and we were reading, and to listen to my kids as they read through, and to share those experiences with their spouses, my daughter said, I forgot that feeling, Mm -hmm. I forgot how I felt, I now know that I want to do X, Y, Z, and so looking back, I think it's so important to read that with our kids and remember that solid foundation of how they were feeling, what they were doing, and so I love. I would be so like resourceful as an adult now. I mean, I can only (laughs) your your kids are so fortunate because even like you know the process of therapy, right? When you go and you're like reflecting on that and reflecting on who you were and what you went through, like your brain, like you really don't know. I mean, you know, and you can remember like trigger points and highs and lows, but you don't know like on a day to day or a month to month and surely not from a relational perspective of my, of my siblings. I, I mean, I can tell you like this and I can tell you this, but I can't tell you this with it, with them other than those, you know, full on experiences that I remember. And my mom all the time to this day is like, remember when we did da 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 da? And I'm like, "Mm -mm." remember when we went here? (laughs) No. And she's like, Tara, you don't remember like your whole childhood. And I'm like, I really don't. And so if I had like a place that I could go beyond a picture now, you know, everyone has their phone out or beyond a video, but like really tangibly, like, how are you feeling in that photo? How are you feeling about that hike adventure that you went on? And, and to actually have those words written down. I mean, it's just, I really believe that it's such a beautiful legacy. It really is. Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. 
Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch, and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. And I really, I think that your sibling, your relationship with your parents is extremely important. But I do really feel like that relationship with your siblings, I have four siblings. Um, I am so grateful for those relationships. And I really want my children's relationship with their siblings to be solid. And when I say solid, we all have ups and downs or whatever, you know, he took my Legos or however, you know, (laughs) but as you become adults, I think that sibling relationship is such a foundation for you. And it's so important. And especially kind of the age where I'm starting to see that a lot of my friends, their parents may be passing on. And, and I'm constantly thinking to myself, I am so grateful for my siblings. I want my children to really rely on each other and know each other because that is going to be such an important, I think your family is core. Um, and so to me, sibling relationships is, is, is just the icing on the cake. <laughs> oh, I don't know that I've ever cried in my own podcast, but that's like really um, convicting for me. And I've been on the, I've told so many people I've been on the verge of tears like all week just from the overwhelm of everything going on. And, um, it's so true and it's so beautiful and you know we've spent such abundant time with them and yet I know for me personally I'm I feel really disconnected from my um from my siblings right now which is why the emotion you know sets in with that from a low not a high and knowing also that this is an opportunity that we can check back in with those emotions and check back in with those relationships and um, I saw like a, a note and it was like um, task for my quarantine day and it had like four or five like things that they could notate, it, notate on it and one of the things was who am I checking in with today and I immediately thought of my grandparents and my siblings and no matter what happens between family members, what happens in your life, like you have those such strong roots that were designed and and purposed, like literally biblically purposed. And so not allowing the enemy to destroy what was um, purposed, not allowing the enemy to destroy a root that was so much more deeper than anybody else could comprehend and um, not allowing other people to get in the way of something that is is necessary. And ultimately when, you know, as we grow and our, our parents are getting older, like recognizing the importance of that sibling relationship. So thank you. And I, I do think like, just kind of go off on what you said. I do think that the enemy, if he can attack family, like he's attacking family on purpose and for a reason. And if he can separate those family bonds and those relationships, then he can just get in so much easier. And so I hold my family so dear and so tight, like we all do, because that is our biggest defense. If we can build that armor and keep our family strong and tight, then not many things can come in and affect us because if my armor might be down today, my daughter's is stronger to help me and her sister can help her. And so I, I really, I love that you said that because I full heartedly believe that. Yeah. It's interesting because the timing of when um, things started to go uh, kind of awry and haywire in the relationships of my family happened when I started pursuing Jesus, like really pursuing Jesus. Like I was walking through my ministers and ordination licensing and like chaos just ensued. And it Mm -hmm. has been a rebuilding point, like, and then a falling point and then a rebuilding point. But like I have said so many times, because when I share it with people who are intimate in relationship with me, they're like, I just can't even imagine that. Like your family seems so tight knit. Your family seems so perfect. Your family seems so happy. Like you guys have it all together. And I'm like, yeah, but like in the inside, it's like crumbling. And to understand that, like, if we can come together and unite in what it is that everybody sees from the outside and ultimately like find our core in Jesus, 
the mm -hmm. strength, the strength, the abundant light that would literally just be like an explosion if all of us could like intersect in that goodness because ultimately that's who we are. That's who we all are. Right. We are all right. good. And even as, you know, the enemy comes and attacks and you might see, you know, negative colors of other people based on how they respond or how um, they, you know, react in situations like ultimately we're still good. And I mm -hmm. always, I always say this and share this with my, with my little guy who is learning about like evil forces and good forces with good guys and bad guys. Like swear they're born with like this concept <laughs> of good guys and bad guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But like teaching him that like eat, I always say the good guys always win. Like the good always prevails. And even if it seems like the bad guys are going to win, just wait just wait. And I always like put that promise in his heart that, that like God is always good. He's always on the throne. He'll always win. He'll always persevere. And to give people hope that are sitting at home right now, feeling like the enemy is winning. That's not true. And so we have to take back the words that we say over our situations, over the, the fight, whatever the good fight, right? Um, that the good guys always win. And ultimately, even the bad guys, even the things that look evil and demonic and hard and that seem to be winning, at the root of them is good. And they oh want to be, they want to be good. And what a fun way to share that with your son. I had a conversation years ago with one of my, my second, my, he's my third, he's my oldest little boy. And we were talking about something very similar. And I'm like, you are that good. So if you want to help, you are going to be the one to lead. You know, and in his little mind, I knew he just saw himself, you know, with a seal, a shield and a sword. And I, I have to be the good guy. I have to help good prevail. And I, it's, you don't know how these little kids internalize things, but really when you look at it, it is that way. We need to be our best. We need to be the good guy to help everybody win. And I love that you break it down with him that way because he totally can see that, I bet. And you yeah. get that so easily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and so at the end of the story, and almost every story, thank God it hasn't ended the other way. <laughs> it, it is the way that it is. So mommy is also affirmed because the storyline ends that way. And most of the things that would be portrayed the other way, I don't let them watch anyway. So <laughs> you can't watch that one. You can watch this one, uh, but it's, it's, um, it's really wild. Like just the journey of parenthood, the motherhood, the journey of like even growing ourselves as individuals and that self-identity and self-awareness. Like this is a practice that we all need that self-reflection piece. And I just think it's so neat that you've put it into a book and you put it into action and something that people can hold on to. Like we want, we love tangibles. And so even to think of it as a product, like I can't even do that. Like it's so much more than a product, right? It is. And I so grateful right now. I didn't, you know what? I don't know if you mind if I asked, I probably, should, no. I just had this thought. Yeah. Um, I have been giving, people have been asking me for just like, PDF versions. And so I've just been giving away free PDF versions of part of the highs and lows. Could we do that? Is yes, that okay for yes. yours? And we, I just have like 10 days worth that people can just reuse and try it because awesome. I, can you imagine? I, I get, I'm, I love imagination. I love to look at my kids and I think, what are they thinking? Or what can their little brains be bringing in right now? And this is kind of a terrifying like, we understand it's a virus, it's a pandemic, it's going to go away, there's this. But I always think, what are these little minds thinking? And I think these questions help them be able to share with us. So if you don't mind, no, I can email that. out if people want to send you emails or however you want to do it. Yes. I would love to be able to send out because we do have to. I think part of situations like this is... As a parent, we want to provide that peace and safety. And I think safety is a really big word right now and comfort. And we don't know what these minds are thinking. And so when I think about things like the high and low journal, I have a friend that calls it rainbows and clouds. And I have a friend that calls it roses and thorns. We don't know when they're listening to mom and dad talking and, and we don't realize they're listening as we're talking about the death toll or this and that. In their mind, it could be something completely different. And so these conversations are so important to kind of help let them, I think, um, 
probably I would say navigate is, yeah. is a good word, yeah. but to help them navigate what's really happening around them. And so as you were talking about your son, my imagination went off to the, the hero and the sword, but we don't know what their little minds are thinking, do we? Yeah, and no. that's what I love about just traditions and habits like these of creating that safe place. And right now we really do as parents need to provide that safe place. And I think that also introduces those conversations of, of our savior's love of our savior's peace and guidance. And I, it's easy to get lost, isn't it? And not keep that as our focus. Yeah. I I was just thinking about that. Do you have like paired Bible verses at all in here? You know what? I don't. And we, we actually right now have one that's being designed with Bible verses. So we have four different that are coming out. Um, and we didn't, we kept it very, very just kind of across the table on this one, just really fun. Um, but we are going to be doing one and it's more of a tender mercies. So it's looking for your tender mercies in the day because oh my goodness, like really if you sit down and count it, I think I had I had a son come home yesterday and we didn't know he's been gone and he's my baby and he's just he made it home from a mission trip yesterday and how that all worked out. He had some health issues. Um that we were just talking about him coming home and then this happened and we said, okay, let's wait a little bit longer. And as I look through the timeline, I swear there were 30 tender mercies that were given to us. And so we, we are having one that's going to be focusing on those tender mercies because God is good, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. yeah. <laughs> and these mercies are great. So. Yeah. It's so good. And to have that like as a reflection point for like testimonials, down the road, like obviously from a self-identification standpoint, like knowing your highs and lows and knowing how you might really creatively reflect on a question, but to like see God, like literally find him in your day um, is just incredible. I had a recent podcast actually that just launched today um, on the Audible component and she was talking about how she was, she had just found out that she had breast cancer she was rocking her little baby in um, nursing still. So just that's how little the little one was. And she was in the, you know, just upset and crying. And she just said that she felt like this overwhelming heaviness, like heavy presence of the Lord. Mind you, like she doesn't speak about her faith and has never, like she said, she always like prayed, but like wouldn't say I'm a Christian type faith. And um, so when I think heaviness, I think like burden. And she was like, no, it was like the most beautiful heaviness. And I knew in that moment that I was going to be okay and that I had God with me the whole time. And I was just like, oh, like what a mercy, what like a tender mercy that like literally brings chills to me because forever, for the rest of her life, like that will never go away. She'll always remember And so there's going to be so many mercies that God gives us daily, so many silver linings that if we have them notated, you can never forget. I I have a journal for my own personal self where I write down those. And there, there's been times where I've had, gosh, I'm not usually a crier either. (laughs) This is an emotional time. (laughs) And I, I had something that was really hard. I was going through that affected my kids and, um, just randomly flipping through and an experience that happened to me 20 well like 17 years before that was there and I was able to reread that and my testimony and to know that God loved me and was there for me to have that written and me to remember we forget isn't it funny the things we forget but when you see it every emotion and every feeling came back and I was able to push through that trial and it's so important to write those down because we need to rely on those faith building experiences that we had because it's just step upon step. Right. And so you're right. You've got to write them down so you can call on those later and use those for strength later. I was just thinking of like biblically when, when they were writing, somebody had said the other day, like, do you think when like Paul was writing, like he knew what the Bible was going to be or like, God had already like told him like this is going to be for generations to come like what had been pressed on his heart that he like had to write it down and like really if you're writing that down if that's what it's like our own personal bible like really and and something that your kids will be able to flip through at one point that your grandchildren and like that I like I have such a belief in the concept of a ripple effect 
and like there's so many ripple effects happening in the kingdom right now and like this is your ripple effect and like for you to know that like from a testimonial perspective that you overcame and like your children may not even know those hardships to this day and to see like how God has been merciful in your life and is is just going to be such beautiful. Can you imagine like just flipping through a journal, you know, and seeing your mother's handwriting Mm -hmm. and her thoughts and her testimony? Mm -hmm. What a strength. What a, what a serious strength that would be. It's Mm. so true. Well, you have so many people raising their hand saying they want the PDFs. (laughs) You have so many people saying that the people in their lives could so use this, that this is so good, that this is exactly what they needed. Do you want them to email? What's the easiest way to do that? I have all their contacts. So what I think I'll do is just share the um, link to the PDF via this Facebook page once we're done. And then everybody will have it. I just thought about it as we were going through and I thought we need to, we need to serve each other right now and help each other build up. I love that. I love that. And I also had seen the video that you guys had done. Are those your um, kiddos in that? They video? are. I had one of my sons was um, was on a mission at the time, but yes, it was so, so beautiful. They so we'll share that too. Um, oh, thank so people you. Can see it firsthand, but you know, it's it's really, really a beautiful thing that you you're doing. And I had just done a challenge. It was called like the Love Serve Grow Challenge, and it was about kingdom entrepreneurs. And uh, I don't know if you consider yourself an entrepreneur or just a creative that's serving someone, but like this is is absolutely that. And so I just like pray blessings over your family. I pray that you can continue to. Um, just be a resource and a light for people, especially during this time. But I, I have a feeling that you've always been a light, and and that's definitely something that will continue. Well, thanks for doing this. I I found you through Instagram. Um, it was a, kind of a funny thing. My my aunt's daughter. My aunt's daughter-in-law, my aunt's daughter-in-law somehow told my daughter about you. And I, anyways, my daughter helps me with, with social media and I was so excited to find you. So thank you for what you're doing. And you just, you've got one of those smiles that make me just so happy inside. (laughs) Thank you so much for this. Oh, it's such a, such a pleasure. Somebody said that you are so sweet. Thank you for sharing your heart and words. And I second her because not only do I share her opinion, but she's my mama, so I back her up always. Oh, <laughs> moms are, you know Aren't you just grateful? Uh, mamas are the best. <laughs> they really are. They really are. I can only hope that as we continue to plant these little seeds and nuggets for my little ones, that they have that same reflection point in it. I know that they will. And they're at the best age. You were in that fun age of mom. I mean, all stages. In fact, my 20-year-old just walked out the door to go to my daughter's. And just to see him walk by, oh, I just... And you guys, can I just give you one plug for motherhood here? Please, we need it. Grandma, being a grandma is the best. So as these kids are locked in the house with you and they're running around and you're like, what am I doing? I promise you they're going to give you the cutest babies <laughs> and you never have anything that can make you more happy. So hang in there, mamas, because it can be hard. I, the little ladies at church used to say to me, my kids are all about 18 months apart, and they would say, you're going to miss this stage one day. And I was like, I am never going to miss this. <laughs> and I would do anything to go back and so they do that teenagers are worth it you get cute babies i love it it's so true and it is it is very hard but there i already find myself like missing yesterday so i i know like with a without a shadow of a doubt that it's gonna go by fast it already has gone by fast and when my little boy is like He's six now, so we're like cuddling up in a ball, like when we're snuggling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you used to fit inside my belly. He's like, I could not fit inside your belly. I'm like, well, not right now, but you used to be like the same, just right here. And it's just, it's so wild. And it's such a beautiful thing that like, even as mothers, and I, and I think I, this is a self checkpoint for myself. Like my husband is out providing, right? Like he's out like 
doing the work and, and this is biblical. Like this is not because we've cultivated it this way, but just because it's how it's happened. And I'm at home, like tending to the home and tending to my children and tending to the cleaning and still growing a business. And like, I have been praying so much and I, and I've said this, these verses over my core creatives, women who are also entrepreneurs and wearing all these mini hats as well about being a Proverbs 31 woman. And like Y'all, we're doing it. We are doing it. So in the process and in this season of this this time, this quarantine, like instead of like leaning into the overwhelm and, and I feel you, I feel you, but like can we lean into the fact that we are where we are for such a time as this? And we're gifted this opportunity. And if we can take a lot of woosas, a lot of deep breaths and come into knowing that like this is purposed. And with all of the, the takeaways that have happened, with all the distractions that are away at this time, for us to just really pour into the, that place of, of um, solitude and that place of, of heart, because um, ultimately I think that that's what God would have us do at this time. Yes. And I need yeah. one more thing from you. How <laughs> did you homeschool your children? <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> It was one of those, it was just a calling. I I just had, I, never would I ever, like, my kids like to play that game, never would I ever, yeah. and if you'd have asked me, never would I ever homeschool. Like, I didn't, at that point, I hadn't been to college. Like, I got married young, and wow. um, it was just something I knew we were supposed to do. And by homeschooling, it opened this door for us to travel and to, we had a, a program for a while called Fueling Up on Friends, and it gave us that chance to travel and teach our kids to serve. And so, again, it was one of those things where God was like, this is what you should do. And that whisper was a whisper, but it kept getting louder and louder. I'm like, all right, we're just going to try it. I resign. I'm going to do what you say. That's so wild. <laughs> and, um, it was amazing. So did it you was... work for a while and then change that decision? Uh, no, we started. So my daughter um, would have was would have started kindergarten the year that we started okay. homeschooling. Um, so all of my kids were homeschooled except my youngest went to high school for two years um, part time because he he's the youngest. He's like, I want to I'm going to show them yes. I can graduate from high school. No one else graduated from high school, and I'm like, Oh my heavens, they've graduated from college, honey. Yeah. So that, so uh, we did. We grad we went all the way through college with our kids, and it was um, it was such an amazing experience. So I'm loving all these. Uh, Instagram and Facebook posts from all the moms. We're homeschooling. I'm like, the whole world is homeschooling. I love it. <laughs> we are doing it's that. So I don't fun. think it was as stressful from a virtual standpoint as when you probably did it. Because it's so, this virtual experience, I'm trying to get them it. off devices. I don't want them to be on them. You know, so it's different. And I, I was talking to my sister and she's like, how did you do this? And I said, no, how are you doing this? It was so different. And to do it the way that you're doing it right now is that is hard. Like uh, kudos to you moms, because I don't know how you're, my, my neighbor has, um, she has seven kids and she's like, that's, so she added it up. It's 22 hours of computer time to get all of her kids. And I'm thinking, oh my heavens. <laughs> So. I've it, like I've done like the bare minimum and then mine are so little. I'm like five and six. I'm, I teach them every day. We do adventures every day. Like they're learning right. and processing and like they, they know how to count and they know how to read. So we're good to go. <laughs> That's really <laughs> everything else they're going to learn naturally. But one thing that I did think about the other day and I hope that other people are integrating is on the way to school. And I've told this to, to multiple people and I share it on my social media because it's just such a special time kind of goes along with the highs and low concept is we would listen to like a two or three minute audible of uh, Bible reading. And it was from like, you know, there was voices and it's very chill. It's a children's Bible stories. Um, but there were two or three minutes. So it kept their attention, but the, the different voices and what was happening, they just really were engaged. And then for the remainder of our ride, which was like another 20 minutes, we would conversate about like what that means and how it applies to them and how we can interact and do it at school and all these different things. And so I, that was my only time other than when we went to church and like just being an example of like my reading my Bible or us praying or listening to worship music that I like really dove deep with my children in like biblical sense. 
And so instead of doing maybe a science project or PE, quote unquote, or music, because we do those things all the time, I have, have started to do this practice, but with making eye contact because before I was driving to, to work. And so utilizing this time as, a, as an expression of, of teaching your children the Bible, <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. a, that's at the end of the day, go get rid of the 22 hours. Like at the <laughs> end of the day, we're raising good humans and we want yes. their heart to be nurtured. Their brain's going to be nurtured. Their brain's nurtured all the time. Mm-hmm. If we can nurture their heart and in doing so in ways like this, like, oh my goodness, imagine the change in the world. Like I won't be having these good guy, bad guy conversations as often. <laughs> like I'll just get to be, look at the good in the world. And that is so great. You can do that on the way to school. I love that. It was my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I stress about school a lot. I would be like, oh my gosh, you know, he's in ninth grade English, but he's in seventh grade math yeah. or whatever. And my husband would always look at me and he'd say, is he a good person? Does he know God? Does he have a testimony? Is he kind? And I would say, but that's not going to get him through med school or support a family, you know, or whatever. But really, truly, you're right. It is. Does he, does he know God? Does he know the Bible? So I love that. That is so, hey, that's what we need to like take into our day. That was so amazing. Good, 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 good. I hope that this meets people. I see people over on the comments. Yes, yes, yes. Love that. And I, I'm just, I am so grateful that this was aligned before this all happened, I know that it was just such a timely expression of love from God himself. And so thank you for being here with us, Kate. You are such a joy. I feel like I want to like hug your whole family. I, I want to come over for dinner. <laughs> you should. I know. I, you know, I wish I'd have known you when we were in Virginia. How yeah, fun. Anytime you're out West, come and see well, us. I've not been to Utah and I love to travel. So I might have to do that. It's beautiful. We've got goodness. everything from snow to the desert. So. so good. Yeah. Well, I'll wait till the warm. I'm a beach girl. <laughs> through and through. Unless it's snowing and we do want to take the kids snowboarding. How close it's are you to a mountain? Day. Is it snow? We have, it is, it is not in fact look out the window it is still snowing and I'm thinking this is we had a huge earthquake you guys like last week and it's snowing and I'm just going you know there's so many weird things and so today I'm going to build a snowman with my grandson but I'm thinking it's spring what happened that is so (laughs) wild I can't even think about that Well, lots of love, friend. It was such a joy. I feel so connected to you. And now when I get to do my highs and lows with my family, it'll be like even that much more like heart pressing with all the reflection that we had today on it. So thank you for thanks thanks for a share. Thanks so much. All right, y'all. See you later. Bye bye. Thank you. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.